What is up, guys? Welcome to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Happy February week two. Uh, last time we caught you on February 1st. We're full swing in February. And I don't know where you guys live, but where I'm living, it's snowing right now. So, wow, what a time to be alive. If it's snowing where you are, hope you're being safe and having fun. And if yeah. it's not snowing, uh, sorry. Hope you're still having fun and being safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, by snowing, I think we should probably use the term it snowed and then iced over. And now yeah. it's melting <laughs> one day later. Yeah, I definitely appreciate this versus last year. Oh my gosh. Last 100%. year when it snowed and we had snowmageddon, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was like that on the ground for a solid week. And I was like, okay, snow is cool. I've seen it. Let's let's move on. Let's, let's get back. Please. back to our lives, please. But with yeah. this, it's like, oh, this is pretty. And I get to enjoy it. And we just get to be off from school. And then I'm pretty sure, fingers crossed, it's going to melt. And we'll be back, back going maybe tomorrow, you know? Yeah, 100%. It was, it was so, a nice, like, little break. I, it was. Guys, I mean, I got Thursday, Friday off. And oh, yeah somebody guys my friend he was like what if we have monday off too because it's like not supposed to get above freezing but i'm looking right now and it's pretty much melted so i don't think we're gonna have monday off but it was a nice like change of pace to be completely honest and it was nice that just everything stopped and mm-hmm. i kept saying it felt like quarantine but like better because no one could do anything but it and was we weren't really like happier. worried about health yeah it was a little less stressful um for sure our power stayed on I feel like most people's power stayed on if it didn't I'm really sorry but yeah um, I feel like this was just like finally Texas got a snow day right yeah no 100% and like it truly was like I woke up and I looked outside and it had snowed and then it snowed a little bit like throughout the day so we got to do like the whole sledding thing there wasn't enough snow to build a snowman but my dogs loved it. It was the cutest thing ever. They were running around all over the place. They got a little too adventurous and like went off onto the main road. And I was like, are you insane? I was oh, so angry. Guys. Yeah. Ginger just had a hard time getting her traction. If Have mm. you seen those videos of like dogs wearing little boots? Yeah. That's what Ginger looked like. But oh, she's man. been in snow before. So, so- she's kind of <laughs> had a moment. It was really funny. But Addie, that is so sweet. What's your word of the week? Guys, Sophie didn't even say it. What's my wow? Wow. You <laughs> yeah, my word of the week. Um, you know, I had a really long time to think about this and I still didn't choose one. But now that I'm on the spot, I think I'm gonna say rest. Wait, I think I said rest last week. No, I don't know what I said last week, but it wasn't rest. I'm gonna stick with rest, I think, because um that's truly what this week was. And we were just kind of talking about why. Like we had those two days, today being one of them off. Um, but I even think that like while the week was going, I wasn't really worried about anything. Like, which is a nice change of pace because I think like all of junior year and most of senior year thus far, and I'm sure that it'll hit me again soon. Um, but so far I've been like kind of just staying on top of what I needed to do and then I just get it done and I'm like honestly just chilling most of the time which is so nice so I got a lot of time to rest um I was telling Sophie right before we started that I like literally gave myself all day yesterday to just do nothing and it was great it was literally so lovely um 
because I just didn't like I I did end up doing one homework assignment and I have more to do it's not that I don't have them I just like it was like I'm just gonna rest today and I did that's exactly what I did and then today I feel like I've like a little conference girl because I've been on like two FaceTime calls. One was an interview. One was like a checkup with one of my friends. And then now this Zoom, like all back to back. And I was like, okay, here we go. So you're working nine to five. I think rest has been like a pretty good way to um, just overview of my week, I guess. Sophie, what about you? Yeah, definitely. I would say my word of the week I was going to say unanticipated, but I don't really know how to explain that very well. I'm just going to be honest. So I'm going to say chill. So I feel like that's a better way to describe my week. I started my week out um, with a Sabbath and I'm practicing healthy spiritual habits. Um, I read this book. I'm still reading it and I kind of got really inspired. And so that was one of the habits I practiced and it was talking about how if you do that, you can kind of feel the echoes of that all week. And I was shocked at how I could. And I've also been practicing this thing where every morning before I do anything, I sit in solitude and silence, like complete silence for just like two or three minutes. And it has changed the game completely. Like I didn't do it one day this week. It was probably the hardest day this week because I woke up just stressed and overwhelmed because the first thing I did was check my phone. It was an unintentional, it it wasn't on purpose. (laughs) I was trying to do something. I was trying to turn my alarm off and then these text messages just like flooded my phone. And so Uh, I think this week would just be kind of chill because um, I've taken what I practiced and by, I am like by no means perfect at this guys, or I'm never perfect, but I've no means like mastered this. Um, But I just have started to see the effects. And so this week has just been chill because I've been able to work and work hard, but I've also kind of worked from rest, um, because I got rest at the beginning of the week and you know snow snow is really fun I was kind of doubtful you can't really ever trust Texas weather that's something that I've learned living here the past 18 years of my life uh so you don't really trust Texas weather so I didn't expect it to snow at all I was like yeah that's not happening I'll be back at school on Thursday uh so it was a really happy surprise for me that's what I mean when I say unanticipated I think I'm using that word properly I'm kind of having a moment where I can't remember how I'm using that word so those are our wows hope you guys enjoyed that so today we're going to talk about philia kind of love and the pronunciation is phil e uh okay so there you go philia so Addie, tell us about this philia love Yes, I would love to. Okay, guys, I literally was trying to research this kind of love, and everywhere I like, I guys, it's either Philia or Philio, and I can't really tell. There's some websites that use both interchangeably, and I like can't figure it out. So it's P H I L E O slash P H I L E A. I got stuck because I was like, I don't remember which letters I said. And Philia love is the second of our loves right we did 
what was it called last week? Eros, E-R-O-S, um, which fun fact, guys, I didn't even think about this. I didn't connect the dots until I was reading a website from a website this morning that was like, Eros is obviously a passionate kind of love. It's the Greek form of erotic in English. And I was like, I didn't even connect those dots. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Philia is a lot lot chiller than that okay so it refers to brotherly love and it's most often exhibited in a close friendship i love philia love okay it is so cute and it is so fun um this website is got questions because got questions is a great great resource um but it says best friends will display this generous and affectionate love of each other as they seek to make each other happy um the like huge huge portion of this is that this isn't close friendships this is community love uh, and that's what we're talking about today is the type of love that is between you and your close community and when i say close community i mean like the people that you have chosen to be accountability partners to be vulnerable with um i'm not talking just acquaintances that you say hi to at school or that you sit at lunch with i'm talking like i confess to you and you confess to me and we try to hold each other accountable and you are know like you're the person that knows what's going on in my life and I know what's going on in yours like that kind of person right um and if you think about that close community or if you don't have one I'm praying that you find one um because they are like truly life-changing and we're called to be in deep community with another one another but if you think about your community you can probably pinpoint a few times that you've done something for somebody in that group where you're just like I love them so much that I know this would make them happy and I want to make them happy because that is how we love ourselves and that's how we should love others and um, first Samuel 18 1 through 3 says as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul and Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house then Jonathan made a hold on I gotta flip the page and then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul this is like so strange to listen to because you're like I am not going to knit my soul to somebody else's soul I don't even know what you're talking about Addison please explain guys I don't think that they literally knit each other's souls together if they did bear with me. I'm so wrong. I'm so sorry. What I would think that this means in like more 2022 language is, hey, I have a really deep connection with Sophie. I am best friends with Sophie now. Okay. I want to make Sophie happy. I want to show her that she is loved. I want her to know all of these things. And I'm going to do these things to make Sophie feel loved, right? It's like whenever Sophie and I are trying to like sit down and create this podcast, um, a way that I show her that she is loved is by respecting her time. And she does the same to me, right? That is a form of philia love. It's like a random example. It's probably not the best, but it's the first one that I could think of, right? It's like, oh, I know that Sophie has the Sabbath to rest and she rests on Sundays. That means I don't want to schedule my podcast recording on Sundays, even though that you could do that on the Sabbath because it's glorifying to God. But point being, if Sophie doesn't want to do something like that on the Sabbath, I'm not going to get frustrated with her. I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to say, okay, Sophie, I respect your time. I respect your wishes. I want you to be happy. And I want you to be able to go into the week full of rest and love because you didn't do this on the Sabbath. We can absolutely work around that. That is philia love. It's this brotherly love that is often exhibited, right? Another way to kind of talk about it um, is just like, like a more um like linguistic way for 
anybody who learns through that, there's a good chance that you've heard it in connection with the word Philadelphia, the city. Um, fun fact about Philadelphia, that translates to the city of brotherly love. Um, like Philio doesn't necessarily translate exactly to brotherly love in like terms of males, but it does carry a meaning of strong affection, right? Um, it describes an emotional connection that goes beyond acquaintances or casual friendships. It's a deeper level of connection that's not as deep as the love within family because we'll talk about that soon. Um, but it does um, refer to like a close friendships, nor does it carry the intensity of like Eros love, right? Sophie, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, definitely. I think philia love is something that is super special and you kind of know it when you have it kind of kind of vibe. It's something that I hadn't experienced like a deep friendship like that um, in my life. And then when I did, it's like, oh, okay, like I can pinpoint this is Fulia. And um, something that this website that I'm on says is that it's a trusted confidant held dear in a close bond of personal affection. And so that's something that uh, I was really struck by when talking about Fulia is that you have like you trust them they're they're someone that you go to but that's not something that is always easy or something that comes quickly I think a lot of the times there's in society it's really easy to have like friends fat like to make friends fast through social media and through all of that which is great um and I think a lot of the times I see people who have lots of friends and that's great that's amazing but for me personally it takes a lot of time for me to have like a close friend with someone and I don't think that's a bad thing um I think it is okay and good to be vulnerable you know but um there's also it takes time to build up trust you know the first time I meet someone I'm not going to tell them the sin that I've been struggling with if it's not appropriate in the conversation you know it's um so I think having those relationships are super important but I think it also takes time and effort um if you want fully a love like it might be a little hard at sometimes because uh just like with all the other loves we're talking about we're loving sinful people and people can hurt you friendships are tricky to navigate there might be times when a friend hurts you or there's drama or all the things uh, and philia love is just sticking with it and I think that's something that I've seen a lot in my life and I can think of people in my lives that have stuck with me even when I'm difficult to love and that's the mark of someone who is a really truly great friend and something else that I kind of want to tie into this that you could tie in last week with it as we're talking about community and being known by your community and something to go in last week, we might have even said it, is that um, in order to have Eros love and um, if you're in a relationship, let's just let's just talk like we're talking about relational kind of love, like with a significant other being known by your community and experiencing that love is crucial to uh, like a romantic love because we were talking about dating a while back with our mentor and she was telling us that the person that you are dating should be known and loved and seen by their community and so living in community I don't want you guys to hear like 
oh, like, yeah, I need to live in community. They tell me that every week, but it's important for every aspect of your life. And one of those aspects is like a romantic relationship because your community is there for you in those moments when you're navigating a romantic relationship and they're there to hold you accountable and to ask you questions and to give you advice when needed and all these things. So I want to encourage you that if you don't feel like you have fully a love in your life, uh, it, it's okay. Take, it takes time. It takes effort. And also you don't want to like be in community with someone who isn't going to help you strive to be closer to God. So those are my two cents. What about you, Addie? Absolutely. I think that community as like, I emphasize how crucial it is because it truly is like so important and so formative in your walk. But that being said, the people you choose to be in your community need to be of good character, right? They need to be people that you want to be formative. Like if you are going to be formative, like (laughs) I keep using the word formative. I need to, I need to switch it up. If you want to be molded. influenced, yeah. Like if you are going to be molded, if you're going to be influenced by these people, you better want to be influenced by good people, right? Like I don't want to be influenced by somebody who is going to just lead me to temptation and somebody who's going to justify sin and somebody who's going to be like, it's okay to abuse God's grace, right? I want to be influenced by somebody who pursues um, purity who pursues holiness and is going to make me pursue holiness. And like, it's not entirely your community's responsibility to push you towards that. Like there is absolutely uh, a sense of responsibility in yourself of, Hey, I, this is my walk with the Lord. I have to do certain parts of it, but it doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Right. Satan thrives in isolation. He loves it. He sees you isolated and he's like, perfect. I can say every lie in the world and they're not going to have anybody speaking truth over them. I'm going to kick this person while they're down. And I've seen that in my own life. Absolutely. Satan thrives. He thrives in isolation. And that's why COVID like hurt so many people's walks of the Lord. I feel like it went from like one extreme to the other. You either like thrived in your walk of the Lord or you really struggled. And people who really struggled didn't hold on to their community whenever a lot of it is like a lot of having community is meeting regularly. And whenever that was interrupted by COVID, I think a lot of people just stopped being in touch with their community. Um, So that being said, let's talk a little bit about how to find community because it took me forever and it took other people way longer. My community right now, I would say is probably like what, seven, 10 people. Um, And I think that's pretty big for a community, right? For like, and like, I would say that my closest friends, my closest community is like four people. Um, but my like church community and like who I do um, life with, who I surround myself with is a pretty big group. And we went to a conference one time. It was Sophie, me and a couple of other people, like literally, I think like literally two other people. I think there were five of us total. Um, so that being said, um, we started really small and we went to this conference and we learned more about the Lord together. And then we saw each other at church and we hung out at church and we started doing Bible studies together. And then over time, as like, we went to more events of like camp and then church and then people just joined through that. But it was always this like one thing that brought us together. And that was the Lord, right? It was just like, we all bonded over this mutual adoration of the Lord. We all wanted to pursue the Lord and to pursue holiness. Um, and 
in that, we all decided that, hey, if you don't want to be vulnerable with the group, then maybe this isn't the best group for you because that is something our um, little community holds as valuable and deems necessary. And there are communities that don't necessarily hold that same value. And that might be the best place for you. It's all about like, hey, what do I want for my community? What do I think matches my walk with the Lord? And what do I need right now? And finding that, and that can take trial and error. You know how many friends or people that I surrounded myself with for like years and months and weeks and all the things before I finally found my like little group of people. And that's not to say that my people like have not failed me. And I've talked about this a million times and I will continue to talk about it every day of my life is I will fail you and you will fail me. And I cannot be one person full of chances. I cannot sit here and say, I give you three chances and you messed up. And now I'm going to go find a new community who's better than you, because I'm sure that there are people who are better than the people in my group. And there are people who are better than me out there in the world, right? It's just true. That's just how life works. But God is not a God of chances. He doesn't sit there and say, you've sinned against me three times. You've done the same thing three times. You're out. I don't love you anymore. I'm going to find somebody better than you. And he could, he really could, but he doesn't just as we shouldn't like community will fail you. You cannot have that expectation that they won't fail you. But because of this fully love, right? We are called to a deeper connection. One that goes beyond this like societal terms of cancel culture and like the societal standard that, Hey, this person obviously doesn't love you if they didn't do this for you, because that's not true. Like fully love shows us that we have a deeper level of connection. It's not as deep as family. It doesn't carry intensity or romantic passion, but it's just this deep emotional bond with your close friends. It's like, I just love Sophie so much that I want what's best for her. And if that means going to a college that's six hours away from mine, then I want that for her. And I love Sophie so much that I want her to sit down with me and talk to me because I love her. And I want to talk to her because I value her opinion. And I love Sophie so much that I want her um, formative opinions and I want what she wants for me, right? Because Sophie loves me enough to tell me what she wants for me because that's what's best for me, right? And it's like a really hard balance to find. And it's like, I could say that about a lot of my friends. It's like, I love Conley Miller so much that I will let her go to a college that's actually six hours away from mine, if not more. And I'm not going to be mad at her for it because I know that that's what's best for her. And I love Conley so much that I will tell her the truth about whoever she is talking to, whoever she is friends with, whatever opinion she needs, because that's what I want the best for her, right? It's just like, there are so many things like that, that it's just like this close community, you know that you have the best interest in mind. You know that you guys share the common bounds of, hey, this decision is rooted in Christ. Here's my opinion on it here. I am rooted in Christ. Therefore, you can trust what's coming out of my mouth or Lord, let it fall on deaf ears. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I that that was really good. I think that for me, looking back at our community, like Addy was saying, it started as five of us and it grew from there. And throughout the four years of high school, because that was freshman year, throughout the four years of high school, there have been um, different people that have entered into our community and have left our community. And it wasn't anything bad. It was just different seasons of life, you know? And looking back, sometimes I'm quick to be like, well, okay, why did they join and why did I pour out my love on them if they just walked away? But that's the, that's, that's kind of in my experience, just how community is and just how life is, is 
there's going to be different people in your community for different seasons, you know, and those people that were in our community for a season, you know, I'm super grateful that they were, and I hope that they have found new community. You know, I don't ever want someone to walk away from our community and to not be in, not have anyone to hold them accountable anymore, you know, and it's not like they leave our community and we don't talk to them ever again. Um, So I think that that's something just to keep in mind is that community is going to fluctuate and it's going to to change, but being present and deeply loving the people that are in front of you and deeply being vulnerable with them when there's that trust there is something to be excited for, you know, and especially for us going to college next year, it could be really easy for all of us to say, well, you know, it's February. We're not going to be meeting very much more. Let's just, you know, call it quits here. Let's stop being vulnerable with each other. You know, let's go ahead and prep for our new community. But I think that there's so much to be said for being present in your community, even if you know a change is going to come or um, your community or you know that your community might change in the future, because I know my community is going to change, going to change throughout my whole life, you know, but I think there's so many missed opportunities if you're trying to not be vulnerable or withhold love because of changes that you see in the future. And something else is that for me in my life I've noticed it's really easy to give out this brotherly affection to people that I'm close with but uh there's this like threshold this is just like my personal example I don't know if this happens to anyone else there's this threshold and um when you cross it it's it's like uh you're like one of my close friends and that's not it's not like oh Addie uh, she's she hasn't crossed the threshold yet you know she's not my close friend it's not like a competition or anything it's just kind of my personal uh, where I become vulnerable and let my guard down um, and I I it's not like I'm not vulnerable with anyone else sorry if this isn't making sense okay anyways back to what I was saying but those people that uh, are I am really close with and are my close community I find it sometimes harder to love them in this way because I feel like um if they hurt me or if they fail me, which they will, it hurts so much more because they are so close to me and that hurts and that's not fun. But a lot of times I've let that stop me from becoming a close friend with someone and like having this fully of love, but don't let it stop you because uh, we can expect people to fail us. And when we don't expect people to fail us and then they do it just leads to so much hurt so I encourage you with that that it's all about just you your mindset when it comes to friendships and I know that sounds kind of coffee quote it's coffee quote ish like it's all about your mindset but it really is because if you are walking into it with the correct mindset that these people are sinners just like I am I'm going to fail them and they're going to fail me then you can choose to deeply love them through that knowing that they'll fail you and when they do fail you it's important to keep loving them. I think it's really easy when someone fails you to withhold love. Um, and that's honestly my gut reaction. But uh, that's where sanctification comes in, becoming more like Jesus. So, Addie, do you want to pray us out? Yeah, let's do it. 
Heavenly Father, I come to you and thanks for the opportunity to sit down and just talk about all the different types of love that you've given us. It's truly a gift to be able to feel emotions and to feel deep connection with other people. God, I thank you for my community and Sophie and I's community um, and the ability to worship you and glorify you in that. I pray that over all of our listeners that they are able to find community or if they are in community that they are able to glorify you and further the kingdom in and through them. God, I thank you that your vulnerability sparks vulnerability um, and that your son has come and died for us so that we are able to be in community and able to um, just celebrate the fact that we have eternal life in you. And that is a gift. And I pray that we surrender any sort of withholding love that we have, any sort of fear that we have that comes of community because it is scary and that we just surrender it to you and you work and make us new and new creation because that's what you do, Lord. And um, thank you for today and all that it is. And in your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Stay warm. We hope you guys have a great week. Just a few announcements before we log off for the day, for the week. Make sure you follow our Instagram at a faith podcast. It's a party over there. Maybe you'll see some snow pictures. You never really know. Um, it's just every week, a uh, cool little place to be. Lots of updates there. So make sure you're following us there. Uh, if you want any prayer requests or just want to chat you can dm us on instagram or you can also email us our email is our surrendered at gmail.com and there's two s's it'll also be in the show notes and we also have a blog if you want to share this with your friends or you don't think they're much of podcast people send them our blog or if you want to go read our blog each week we just write a little bit of a recap summary of what we've talked about right here so you can head on over to www.brokenvesselsblog.com I believe it will also be in the show notes and with that I think that's all we love you guys we hope you guys have a great week let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week